welcome back to the Sam Antics Podcast. He's Matt. I'm Sam. He is an anxious wreck. And I'm not. And that's just the way it is. Thank you for telling the entire world, Sagura. Much obliged. It's all right. You're just a little nervous Nelly, aren't you? Uh, well, yes. It's it's a it's a trying time, Sagura. It's a it's a yes. <laughs> Uncertain times. That's that's the one I was looking for. Yes. Um. Anyway, we are back with episode number twenty six. Episode twenty six. Look at us go. We've reached our ages. But it's a very special episode 26, isn't it? Samuel of the Cropper. Is it? Yes. Why is that? Well, it's the first episode of us having special guests on the podcast to discuss various things. This is true. This is true. Mystery guest, please introduce yourself. Hello, I am Mystery Guest. As previously known, my name is Daniel Winfield. I'm 26 years old. I exist in the region of Bedfordshire. Um, I work for a I work for a charity doing IT and beep boop stuff with computers, I guess. And outside of outside of work, I like I enjoy books, I enjoy running, and I enjoy Dungeons and Dragons, and all things nerd related. And as you can tell, I'm incredibly awkward. <laughs> That is the greatest introduction I've ever heard in my life. That's the introduction of all introductions. So Sam, so no, yes. so, so, sorry, I never call you Sam. No. Uh, so Krubba, yeah. If you would like to, F me, F you. <laughs> Pardon, I didn't say F you. Definitely said F you. I said if you. I didn't see. I didn't hear the it. What I heard was the F. I was going to say, if you could explain to the listeners the what's going to be happening in today's episode. I mean, I think we should just let the listeners enjoy this amazing, amazing experience we're going to give them. We're going to start off with an Angry Man Reviews. Then we're going to discuss with Daniel more about how he has motivated himself within his life and how he's going to be moving forward with that motivation and how his experiences that he's gone through in his past are going to help him shape his future. And then after that, we'll finish off with a story time with Sam, which will be extra. Um, well, I, I, I'm a little spoiler for you. It's going to piss Matt Dyer off. And why? Why, why do you? <laughs> why? A little spoiler, just a little spoiler. It's Very just going to piss you off. I can guarantee I, it's just going to piss I, you off. I can't fantastic. wait. Uh, I can. Uh, anyway, Sakura. Yes. How the devil have you been this week? This week's been uh, interesting. Um, with the storms and everything, work has been an absolute nightmare. Um, vessels have just been sat at the side of um, the quay and just not been doing anything. Um, so yeah, it's been a trying time with all the storms we've been having. Um, but other than that, yeah, been alright. It's not been too bad. But Aya, how have you been this week? 
Well, much the same as you. The the storm, unfortunately, resulted in all the trains being cancelled. So I couldn't go and see uh, El Family at the weekend. However, hopefully, touch wood, uh, there are no storms due tomorrow. So I'll be able to go tomorrow instead. Yeah, you uh, go, go to your South Coast getaway. My South Coast getaway, indeed. Um, but other than that, not a lot has happened, really. Just, you know, work hard. I'm also, uh, well, you won't believe this, Sikaba. No, go on. This time tomorrow, next week, does that make sense? <laughs> this time tomorrow, next week, not quite, but I think I understand you. So next, next week... A week tomorrow. There you go. You found it. <laughs> Got there in the end. <laughs> the game I've been waiting almost 15, no, 16 years is being released. And I, for one, cannot wait. I am, of course, talking about the greatest driving game in the world. Gran Turismo 7. <gasps> Uh, I actually currently have an endurance race on in the background of me doing this podcast <laughs> currently. <laughs> um, it's working away in B-spec mode, and I'm playing Gran Turismo 4, Sigrava. Oh, what a game. What a game. So I can't wait for next week. We're going to get the sim rig back. I'm just going to do the entire month of playing gt7 it's going to be incredible i'm not gonna be able to get your attention for the podcast am i nope in, in fact i i not next podcast but the podcast after that i will probably be doing the podcast while driving virtually audience not in real life may i just add <laughs> i would never do that <laughs> And now we will pass over to the most angry person I know, the Chew. Please take it away. Well, I have to apologise in advance, uh, ladies, gentlemen, and Sam. Uh, unfortunately, I I failed to prepare this week, so go But I... Um... <sighs> so I have got one. It's literally only just happened... What's the time now? So it happened about three hours ago. Um, okay. So I don't know if it's going to be any good or not, but here we go. We'll go anyway. Right. So the toilets at the HQ of the Polar Pals. Right. So they're, they're within the building, obviously. <laughs> obviously. I <hope> so. <laughs> um. But they, they, there are no like windows in there. They, they, they have like vents. Okay. Yes. Uh, anyway, so unbeknown to, to just why would they tell people? They, they replaced the uh, vents in the toilets today. However, the electricians, they just decided that all the, uh, all the debris, should we say, from drilling a new hole in the roof, uh, or the ceiling, shall I say. Um, they just didn't clean up. 
they obviously one of them has stood on the toilet to get to the ceiling, and there's a massive great fuck off footprint on the toilet, <laughs> and they didn't. They basically said, "Robert, what I want to say is, why are people in this world such cretins that they just can't clean up after themselves?" Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I'm getting the vibes I'm getting and the picture that you've painted in my in my mind is um did anyone's uh, parents as a kid put down like flour and then put a shoe on it at Christmas to like as if Santa's coming from the snow? No. No, my parents never did that. I don't think my parents cared enough about Christmas to do that for me. <laughs> I don't think my parents cared enough about me to do it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So in regards to your angry mad review, Matt, I, not to sound like harsh at all, but I can tell straight away, yeah, this is something that is, you haven't really prepared, is it? Is it? I mean. <laughs> you saw a footprint and it really, really annoyed him. You just couldn't... Yeah, I mean, that is basically what it boils down to. It's just the footprint that annoyed me. It's the fact that they, they, the the builders came in and they didn't take their shit away with them. I mean, did they leave the boot there that created the footprint? Or well, I hope not. Otherwise, he's got one shoe on, one shoe off. But what, what did they leave? Other than like the mess on the floor, what did they leave? Just the rubbish, like the, the, the cable ties and stuff. Just all over the floor. Okay. Am yeah, I the only one that this really annoys? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can understand why it's annoying, but it's not something that's going to particularly get me ranting on for days. I mean, I've had it before, don't get me wrong, where I've been around somewhere and someone hasn't cleaned up after us. And I've been I've been like, oh, these damn people shaking my fist at them like I'm like I'm 80 looking at kids in a yard going fuck off. But um, <laughs> it, it's um, it, it, this isn't particularly inspiring my wrath. Although, you know, I think I'd just laugh, to be honest, if I saw a footprint on a toilet just randomly because I would just be like, I want to know the story behind behind this man's footprint on a toilet. Do you know what it is? I've worked out. I've worked out why. It would depend on how much you needed to use that toilet. Because if I really need to go and I've got to clean some stuff up, I'd be pretty annoyed. But if I if I was just in there and it wasn't like I was absolutely desperate, then I might actually find it a little bit funny. I really badly needed a wee. Okay. Okay. Then I can understand it a little bit more. Also, did you not think to just like at Polar Power HQ? Have you got like a uh, facility type person to like come and like sweep up the floor or cleaners or something like that? Uh, we have cleaners that come in in the morning. Yes. So tomorrow it'll be gone. Well, I don't know. <laughs> for reasons I can't talk about on this podcast, I'm not. See, so, I'm not so sure. See, Matt. Now, what I'm thinking is, you've taken because you've taken this quite personally, and we need to take this angry man reviews a bit seriously. So, the question is, how do we get revenge on these lazy builders? So, do we now find out where they work, and we just go leave a massive mess there instead for them to clean? Clean I'm up. Basically, I'm going to find their house, and I'm going to take a massive shit on their floor, and then just leave it there. <laughs> I mean, sure, but you know, I'm in my hand and clap, so it all splatters on their walls, and obviously, go and then go and clean my hands because you know I'm not complete and utter. Yeah, but you can't go and clean your hands because their bathroom will also be very dirty, right? I 
I'll use the tap, the, the hose outside. You're hosing yourself down after shitting in your hands and clapping. <laughs> what kind of turn is this podcast making today? Don't know. Uh, so, well, <laughs> you know, I, I'd like to point out this. Is, you could say it's my influence, but also you were the one who went as far to say as I just said, make a mess. You said shit on the floor. It's sort of like making a mess implies, oh, I could just egg their house or something. Physically going to shit on someone's floor is another step entirely. Like you're really committing to that. It's like you have to like an, I'm an evil dictator, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, but, I mean, oh, that wasn't you... a shit. That was just a shit situation he's created. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my angry man review for this week. <laughs> and the thing <laughs> Please keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> they don't watch, they listen. So this is week one of our well-being series as discussed like previously just to give you a little overview again it's going to be a 10-part series where we have 10 different guests all from different backgrounds ages whatever and to kick things off we have daniel here with us as we've mentioned daniel Hello. let's get to know let's get to know you some more tell us your story my my story like what start from the beginning? Like here's What's my up birth. The time. <laughs> maybe skip. Yeah. Maybe skip forward a couple of years. So we don't want to hear the birthing of Daniel Winfield. What we want. To <laughs> <laughs> from, let's go from somewhere in your childhood to now, yeah. right now. Sort of how has life panned out for you? So I think to make the story probably more interesting for your listeners, we'll start a fair bit later on in, on in my life. And we'll start from like, I guess, like upper school sort of time, like end of middle school, upper school sort of time. Because that's sort of the time that, because uh, we knew each other sort of previously. And that's sort of the time that we started to know each other. So coming into that environment was quite new. I'd always grown up being quite an awkward person who had gone through a lot of weird things and a bit of trauma. You know, I haven't had the worst life, um, yeah. but I certainly haven't had the best life either. So, yeah, it was interesting coming into an upper school environment. I'm a weird kid, as I already explained in the intro. And, yeah, so I had my, I had my group of friends, and they were just my friends going along. And... It's kind of hard to explain explain to people now, but looking back at them, I realised that my friends weren't actually that good of friends to me at the time. They're friends of a situation, not friends of a particular like kindred. Yeah, I guess so, but it's an odd thing to say because I'm still friends with them now, and they do acknowledge now that a lot of the things they did back then were quite bad because they yeah. almost we're almost a group of people who got who got bullied quite a lot. And then I got bullied in that group of people who got bullied. And then virtually we also bullied other people. So it just created a cycle of bullying. Yeah. But because of this idea, you know, as a child, I always felt lonely. I always felt quite weird. I was always very anxious and depressed without even knowing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Think... And how that builds into my motivations is I guess 
big a big part of me is always trying to do the best I can possibly do and push myself and push, 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 you know, just keep going no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the sacrifice, because you've got something to prove. Um, And this is, and this is not only through my friends, but through family engagements I've had throughout my life with um, just things that have happened, people I've lost, the way people have treated me, you know, these things build up and you're in the trauma either sends you one of two ways it either throws you completely off a cliff into a pit of depression or it pushes you to where to the point where you're exhausted and for me it pushed me a lot again and again and again and again and again until i was exhausted um and so that sort of frames my upper school sort of experience in regards to that and it made me not always the nicest of people to be around. I tried to be a good, I tried to be a good person in quotation marks, but mm. it also made me not the nicest pe- people to be person to be around as well. And I could be mean back to people because people were mean to me. And I thought that's just how the world works and how that cycles round. Yeah. So um, I guess a, a thought I've had while you were talking there is it seemed very much that you were caught in this, this, this washing machine of just hard emotions to decipher at the time but obviously in retrospect you can pick out certain points yeah oh definitely there are certain i don't know if you you have if you if you do have this as well but i feel like for me there are certain memories that always stick in my mind and i always go back to those certain memories of trauma and later in life as we go along the schedule a bit now when years and years later i started to have go therapy go to therapy and have help you know those are the moments you go back to whenever something goes wrong you always go back to those moments of trauma um and moments you mention to people that don't seem traumatic they won't seem traumatic to other people but they are traumatic to you yeah no i completely get that especially sort of in that school environment um there's always certain points that go back to for example matt you've mentioned on a previous podcast about um that time you're on you're playing football in the astroturf and a girl kicked a ball and and broke your arm and that isn't a traumatic experience for you but until you reminded me that that happened i i wouldn't even think about it i wouldn't say it was traumatic it was painful (laughs) (laughs) but i don't look back at it and think that was something that like really affected like how i feel like now yeah no i mean like um at the time for you and for a bone to literally break and hear like the snap of the bone that must have at the time been like okay this like what what on earth like it must have been really alien to you i think i'm trying to say i believe at the time i was probably saying ow um that hurt (laughs) As you would naturally say when or, your arm is broken by a football. Or, or to that effect. <laughs> uh, yes, Daniel, also, with, uh, keeping on with the school environment, were you particularly, would you say you were particularly academic? Um, I wouldn't say I'm nat- academics comes naturally to me. I'm one of these people who I was never naturally smart. I had to work... 
I had to work exceptionally hard to be at the same standard as other people who would be considered more quotation marks naturally smarter than me. Yeah, there's debates around what is naturally smarter and stuff like that, but I'm not that sort of person who's going to go into that. But no, I don't think I was a naturally smart person. I have my vices. I have my vices and my problems. I'm I'm diphraxic first of all, so that means that I am very uncoordinated as a person. Not everything comes out right, so it certainly doesn't help. Um, and I've had my problems with educa- education in the past, which has meant I've been. I've always been a couple of steps behind other people. So no. So it getting in going and along in the story then I guess it took me a lot of hard work. But yeah, I did eventually then go from that to then university. Yeah. And that must have felt like such an accomplishment as well. Yeah, it was an accomplishment, especially when there were people at the school who I, I always remember one person saying to me, Oh, if I if if you get into university and I don't I'll be so embarrassed, you know, and that's exactly what happened. You know, they didn't get into university first try and I did, um, you know, I did. I, I felt I felt bad for them and I felt a little bit smug as well, which I don't really I don't really feel good about feeling smug about it now. But, yeah, you know, it's like, why did what was the need for for putting me down like that is a question you ask yourself so many years later and it's one of those moments i was talking about you think back to it's not necessarily a very traumatic moment for me but it's a moment you think back to again and again and again why does someone feel the need to say that to me like i was something so different and dirty than other people yeah no i i completely get that i completely get that but for you to have achieved the goals that you wanted and maybe at some points yeah, just speaking for sort of from my experience alone, um, when I was around the age we were talking, if someone said things like that to me enough, I'd buy into it, and I would start to think that, yeah, no, I can't do this, I can't do this. So, for me, that 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 does resonate. I I think for me, and people always think about this as a good thing. Is I went go in the opposite direction when people do that. When people tell me I can't do something and try to beat that into me, I immediately get angry and I overwork myself and I just push myself to the point where it has a detrimental effect on my mental health. But I get something done, and people are like, "Oh, that's a great thing. It's really good, you know, because you get stuff done." I'm like, "Yeah, but at what cost? Yeah, what is the cost of having to push yourself?" to do the things you do because i went to i went and did my degree i then went and did my masters and and now i'm at work you know mm-hmm. and it's only in my masters and after that that i realized how bad my mental health had got because of that yeah and i think when you are in that mindset and pushing yourself that hard your body starts to give you signs of struggle like burnout for example um and it's yeah. on the one hand, yeah, it's good to be achieving things, but like you say, what is the cost? What is the cost of working yourself literally to the bone? Yeah, of course, and it's it's not even about doing it for yourself. I mean, one thing I learned as I get older, and one thing echo lesson I'd echo out to other people is do stuff more for yourself. You know, all this time I pushed myself, I wasn't really doing it for myself. I was doing it to show up other people and gratify my need to feel better than other people because people put me down so much. I had to feel better than them. And 
it gets very sad and lonely and you know then you meet a lot of good people who are just nicer to you and from that point you start to realize oh i'm sort of traumatized because of this this and you know i've actually been isolating myself because in my first year you don't realize the signs of mental health struggles until sometimes it's too late or it's far along the line but in the first couple of years of university I sometimes I'd lock myself away or I'd just or I'd just be out there trying to crave approval and attention from people and it was one or the other you know and looking back at them now I realized there was those were signs of me not being quite well yeah and university is a time a difficult time I always I always believe because where did you go to university, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, the University of Portsmouth. Okay, so you've moved out. Yeah. You've, you've moved away from your family. Yeah. You're trying to find who you are as a person. University is all about finding... Uh, it's a cliche, I know, but it's always about finding out who you are as a person, finding out where you want to put, where you want to put yourself in our society. And when it comes to university away from your family it does get isolating it does yeah especially, of course especially in the early years because yeah. you've got your friends did you have it as well in um your freshers year you had a lot of people around you but then fast forward to two years into your third year they're not there anymore so I think to to capitalize on my to sort of give more perspective of my university experience, I actually had a lot of people from my friendship group of my upper school then come to my university. So a lot of the time I had them there as I guess semi consistent people, but you know they were all over the place. Sometimes I lived with them, sometimes I didn't, and so I always had this consistent friends. But yeah, I understand what you mean. Is in the first year I definitely had a bigger group of friends, like a lot yeah. bigger and more. And then as time goes on, you lose a lot of them. Um, and yeah, you do sort of, you sort of learn what, through, as you said, throughout university, what kind of person you want to be, and maybe that sort of changes, and as other people change, and you drift away from each other, I'm, I just couldn't say for sure, really. Yeah. yeah, and I think you mentioned that you're still friends with these people now, and you've kind of gone through this almost journey with them, and them coming into enlightenment, um, with how they how they perceived you within their own friendship group that sort of evolution whilst alongside sort of the what was actually happening them and them being a good friend to you at that time i think is um it's kind of refreshing to hear i don't know about you matt but i i sometimes because there are people from our upper school that i was close with in the earlier years of upper school and then for one stupid reason then another stupid reason and then another stupid reason we drifted apart and it's refreshing to hear that actually percep per perspectives change and perceptions change and yeah i mean i i didn't do the university um route i obviously left school in the at the end of the first year of sixth form and went straight into where I am now at the Polar Pals HQ. Um, but even without that, you know, that, that, that whole sort of lifestyle change, um, 
you know, you, you, your perceptions of things, your perceptions of people, um, how you work, sort of not work as in, you know, professionally, but just with yourself, like what you what you feel in yourself, how you even stupid things like getting up in, in the morning, uh, you know, your, your whole routine, if you like, is just completely different. Um, I mean, I, I am lucky in the sense that obviously it's well documented, my mental health struggles. Um, and a lot of that has come from the workplace, not as a result of people at my workplace, um, but just you know, things going on at that time. Um, and then obviously other things that happen in life then got on the bandwagon so to speak and, and things like that um but yeah you, you your perceptions change um you know the people that you once saw as close friends you know you, you you start drifting away and similar to you sam you know people that we really got on well with at the beginning of upper school yeah. And now have no contact with them at all, and it is sad because, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but it's just the way lives your lives go different routes, and you become different people, and you know, maybe you were friends with somebody at the beginning of upper school because you you know like the same sort of things you got on well with each other. But as you grow and you really become a different person for the good, for the better, you know, maybe that person now isn't the, 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 the right choice for you at the, uh, at the current time. Yeah, I think that's well said. Um, yeah, as we grow as people, our group of other individuals that are closest to us change as well as us um and if they f still fit into your life once you have gone through a change then great if not then that's when you drift apart and it isn't mm. a bad thing it's not a good thing it's just life. it's just the way your life's change because of you know situations that you're you're, you're now in you know how many how many years has it been since we all right let, let's start let's go back to year nine mm -hmm. how many years has it been since we were in year nine that's maths i can't even do I, how old are you in year nine <laughs> it's been it's been over like it's been like 10 plus years roughly well we you started year nine in 2009 yeah so yeah. yeah it's been eight it's been ages then let's just say ages and avoid us doing bad maths and embarrassing yeah. ourselves <laughs> <laughs> oh in, in theory it's been 12 years yeah yeah, 13. 13 years. It's been 13 years, that's what I said. Well, th th I just tried to avoid this situation. I literally <laughs> just tried to avoid this situation. That but my point, yeah, so my point is, hmm. Matt Dyer as a year nine is completely different to the Matt Dyer of 2022. You know, I'm more of a confident person. i fairly more outgoing than what I was then. You know, I am yeah. smarter as a result of not necessarily education, but just what you learn in the real world away from education. 
Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, I don't even know what the question was. I just rambled off a bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it was, it was, it was very good. It was very prudent to the conversation. Um, Daniel. Yeah. As Matt Saucy brought us into 2009, what if you could sit down with yourself from that time? What would you tell them? Um. I'd tell them more just to focus on their interests. Like, as I said before, just focus on what you're interested in. You know, don't try and shape your life around, you know, it's good to try and help people. Don't get me wrong. I like to do everything I can to be the best, best I can be and help people. But don't try and shape your life around that because a lot of the things I did were to shape my life around not only, I guess, making myself feel better than others but also trying to help others trying to help others so much that you know they're always like oh daniel's the best he's great and that's just not healthy you know also i would just say to them as well you know actually learn to express emotions because i'll if i'm honest that's only something i've learned to properly do in the last sort of five years of my life since meeting my partner so i'd tell them stop being an emotionally repressed little fuck and deal with it huh? <laughs> I think that's I think that's sound advice. And Matt, I'm gonna ask you the same question because this is something that we've not spoken about. What would you say to Matt Dyer of two thousand and nine? Well, that's a good question. Um you're gonna get fatter. Your mental <laughs> health's gonna struggle, but you're still gonna be very close friends with the people you actually need in your life. You're going to hold down a job for nearly 10 years and life now, although it doesn't seem it some days, is actually better than what life was for you back at that time. Perfect. Perfect. And I think... Hashtag I like food. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't really like... We we all suffer that curse, Matt. Like, (laughs) you don't have to take that alone. I, I too have suffered the food curse many times oh dear i think it's a very good thing to look back um but to bring us to present day Hmm. to bring us to right here right now daniel what is your life like so my life now is um sorry I'm i'm a home worker I work, as I said in my sort of intro, I work for a char- charity doing IT. Now, I like I like IT. What I do is not probably the most glamorous job in the world. In fact, trying to explain it to people, I always have to skirt around and give people a generic answer. Because if I actually explained it, they'd probably be so bored. That I wonder if they'd want to actually kill themselves as much as sometimes I want to. But, uh, um, but yeah, so it's a it's a very it's a good life i've got like don't get me wrong i i own my own flat which is something i can't many people my age can't really say and i'm not going to say i I say that it was entirely like oh i worked hard for it and i did because i was helped Uh, i someone helped me get it and i was very fortunate in that regard but i own my own flat i have a very nice partner who's very loving to to me i still have good groups of friends who i see on a regular basis you know but i live but most of my weekdays i guess are very isolationist where i don't really speak to much people where i sort of just i i go out and i do like 
do like gym go to the gym and go shopping and stuff like that just so i have something to do but yeah. i overall like it sounds like i'm giving a i'm giving an honest opinion of my life here and it sounds a bit boring and it sounds a bit depressing but overall it's actually it's actually okay a good life and it's a good life because i've dealt especially in the recent years i've dealt with a lot of the stuff that um was plaguing me throughout my childhood and i've come to terms with it a bit more and just being happy with myself and when you're happy with yourself self i think that's one of those so it's so important to living because you can literally be doing a lot of different things and be in a lot of different circumstances and you can be you can be doing borderless witless thing things day in day out but if you're happy with yourself those things don't seem so bad anymore so that's sort of where i'm at in moment in my life you know i've got a good social support network in me i've still got issues just like anyone else has yeah but you know things are working doing okay for me right now so I do. I wouldn't change. I honestly wouldn't change it for the world at the moment because, you know, sometimes things have to fall into place and do the right things for you to be the kind of person you want to be. Yeah, and going on that journey of self-discovery and going on the journey of finding yourself and finding your inner peace is something that you can't. I can't recommend enough and can't suggest enough to people as it sounds very it sounds very like a lot of people hear this stuff and they say that sounds very cliche and wanky hippie bullshit you know yeah. you're just like what are you going to sell me next magic crystals and <laughs> uh and like chant at me with some rose petals and stuff you know and that's a lot of the response but it's, it's true the reason we talk about it like in this terms is because you do sort of just go on this journey of okay so who am i as a person what do i want and how do I feel about things? And when you can start to look at that as an overall perspective, you start to realise a lot more about yourself, what you do and do not like, and what you should be doing with yourself more, more, and learning to manage your emotions on how you feel about things. Yeah, and I think we're always learning, and we always have a capacity to learn even more. So things that people, like you say, people might think this is really, really kind of cult logic almost um but actually come five ten years time you listening to this may believe actually i've gone on that journey i've experienced these things and this perspective of of thinking it helps you kind of find your find just peace just just happiness and just fulfillment oh definitely definitely but obviously what people need to understand about this is there is no sort of magic people always look for a magical end to the journey when mm-hmm. it's a con it's a, it's it's constant work like i'm not going to down i'm not going to be like there's a magical end to the rainbow where it's all going to be happy and sunshine you know it is constant oh. work but yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to rain on your parade there, Matt. But it is, it, 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 you know, some, as, as you said, sometimes there's good days, sometimes there's bad days. And it's just about, I think it's learning to accept that and roll with it a bit more uh, in some senses. And you, know, you just, I, I agree. yeah, you don't, you don't really want to be stuck, stuck thinking there's an end to it because 
then you'll never actually just be happy if you're just looking for an end. Just you know, enjoy what you do, you're doing and realize that sometimes you just need to let things pass you by and that things will continue to take work, but you may be in a better place than you were before. Yeah, At the end definitely. of the day, um, sorry to interrupt, Sam. Uh, Sam Crawford, sorry. I keep calling you Sam. It's really off-putting. I know. I know. Um, you know, our time as, you know, as a human on the earth is is limited and you know you you as much as it is difficult in terms of some days you know getting up and doing something and, and you know, things like that you have to take each chance you know to the fullest like because i don't, I don't know about about you guys but you know i, I just think certainly since we've left school you know, time just gets quicker and quicker and quicker. Like, it doesn't seem like five minutes ago we were at school, and you know, here we are actually nearly nine, ten years later. Yeah. Um, you know, time when we were at school because it was the same. You know, the monotony of going to school, having five lessons, coming home, eating, maybe going out with your friends, going to sleep, repeat. Whereas, you know, the working day. Although the structure of it is very much the same, you know, you, Sam, for instance, you know, we're we're both in the logistics industry. No query we ever get is ever the same. Yeah. Um, so, you know, time time is time is of the essence, gentlemen, and we should take the chances we have when we're given them, so that we can look back. In our old years, you know, we're 75, 80 years old in our rocking chair. We can look back with our grandchildren and think, I did achieve everything I wanted to in life. Yeah, that's very, that's very true. That's very true. And I, I think I've spoken about these points that I was made before, or maybe I've said it on different podcasts, I can't remember. But um, as morbid as it sounds, the one thing that is guaranteed in life is that it will end. Yeah. That's the only guarantee you've got. How you yeah. fill your life between birth and death is entirely in your hands. And if you, for example, Daniel, like you were saying, if you're, if you are just not enjoying your journey, the end won't be as fulfilling. And, you know, if you're climbing a mountain and you're just focused on getting to the top, you're missing out on some incredible, incredible views around you as you're going up the mountain. And I think that if you can find one bit of happiness in parts of your journey, if you can look back now, for example, back to when you were 19, 20, and you can pick out those particular memories of joy, you're doing something right. But if you look go, back so at those... I've got the perfect... The perfect thing for you gone it's obviously a train related thing because why wouldn't it be gone you know you you stop at many stations in your life but you then always get back on the train to continue your life to go on to the next station it sounded better in my head than actually saying right. it now <laughs> so apologies <laughs> that's all right. that's all right francis it sounded good uh thanks thank yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. 
So come on, where's my tones? How... Oh dear, how long is this gonna last for? Oh, oh no, I've oh, stopped now, it's fine. Oh, Francis is just a national treasure. You are, you really are. I am, I am. So... Continue. Okay. So get back to you, Daniel. Yeah. So we covered your your past and we're kind of at the point of where you are now. Yeah. In terms of um and you can you can go into this as much or as little as you want. This is entirely up to you. Um so as you are aware, both me and Matt are painfully, painfully single. How dare you? <laughs> yes. True, but how dare you? <laughs> um so you spoke about you found a, a way to love yourself. And I I believe that if you, if you can't if if you are not able to love who you are at that time then you aren't ready for a relationship that's my opinion so my question here is how did you get to a point where you felt you were ready to receive a relationship it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting question because realistically I'll, I'll be entirely honest when i first got into the relationship i probably wasn't ready for it but okay. you know because a lot of the relationships I'd had beforehand, I'd run away from them, or I just felt, or I just didn't know what to do, or I'd been brought up on these very toxic masculine ideas of how a relationship should work. Mm, so yeah. when I got into the relationship with my current partner, you know, I had all sorts of problems to begin with, with, with jealousy and thinking it should work like this. But, you know, she was really nice to me. She accepted me. She just, you know loved me for who I was because I'm I'm a bit of an odd person overall but when you find someone who truly loves you for what you are as a person and just wants to help you you know then you want to be a better person for for them as well and I and that's what happened I wanted to be a better person for her and so that was start that was one of the points for me with the journey started because you know at the beginning of the relationship I had the, uh, the biggest panic attack I've ever had in my life because it was working and I was like what happens now you know what am I going to do from this point onwards when's the other shoe going to drop yeah exactly you're always sitting there wondering that I had the biggest panic attack and then I had to go get therapy which really helped which helped me for a while but it didn't fully deal with it and it wouldn't be until and I got better over time but it wouldn't be until years later when we would sit down and probably address some of the issues that I was ha I have as a person. I've always, I've never been like particularly a bad partner to, to my girlfriend, but I, you know, I've certainly got better over time as you sort of learn how to, especially in your first, especially in a first relationship. Like this was my first proper, this is, was, and hopefully will always be my first relationship. So I think it, that's sound advice, to be honest. And personally, I'm open with the fact that I'm not an easy person to be in a relationship with, really. Um, you know, for me, I'm focused on work and 
my career is something that I maybe in the past focused too much time on. Um, it kept me out of the house. It kept me away from um, partners. It's it's kept me from truly experiencing what I believe a relationship could be. Um, and it's interesting to hear that actually you were able to focus and hone in with your partner on what's going wrong, how you correct it, and the development and the development of a more um, tighter union, I guess. Yeah, I think it comes down to really is we were both very, very emotionally damaged people. And that can go one of two ways. It can either be very toxic or it can be very understanding because two emotionally damaged people sort of get each other on a level based on people who haven't been through the same things get each other and we understand each other better our sort of flaws what makes us tick you know why we do some of the weird things we do and so that's why it works in a sense and that's what i'm saying about someone who really understands you because a lot of couples i see see they probably don't sit down and talk about what makes them tick and just be honest about some of their some of their flaws and just say look this is why this happens and i want to be better with it but uh, it makes time yeah that's matt what do you think what your have you got any thoughts um yeah i mean everything everything you've said daniel is bang on and i'm glad that you were able to you know between the two of you work together to find the common ground if you like um and you know you've worked through it and now we're you know in a good place um so so i'm pleased for you on that one um Yes. The, the, just the yes at the end. <laughs> just the little, the little Matt Dyer sign off there. Yes. <laughs> that is his signature at the end of the email. That, that's my signature. I don't know what else to say. Move on. <laughs> okay. So now looking forward, how yeah. has everything that you've gone through to become the Daniel of today and and have the things that the Daniel of today has. How is that knowledge and that just understanding going to drive you and move you forward, do you think? I think the way it's going to move me forward is it's going to make me build a more well-rounded life because some people some people push themselves to work, some people push themselves for a so for just the completely the social life and don't care about that stuff. My life has sort of realized through having the trauma of wanting to work constantly and then realizing that I should live a bit more for me. It's sort of a bit more well-rounded life where I can be happy with what I do day to day as a as a job or as work, but I also make the time specifically specifically to live life as as daniel and do things daniel would want to do and it's weird talking about myself in the third person i realize but <laughs> i think it's because i i've obviously we've spoken a little bit um outside of this recording and, and you are a person that has a third person perspective and i think 
actually applying that third person perspective to yourself, it kind of does get like that. Okay, so now moving on to the final question of this segment. And I know we've, we've spent a little bit of time sort of getting up to this point. And my question is this. In 10 years' time, you are sat at a cafe. And coming into your eyeline is myself and Matt. Still recording and podcasts. We are still recording podcasts. We're probably on episode 5,892. But at this point, um, you see both of me and Matt and we come over to your table and we sit down with you. What is your life like? What is the life that you want to have in 10 years' time? That's a great question. It is. It is a good question. I mean, first of all, I'd be I'd just be like, who the hell are you two? Um, <laughs> once it, well, after after this like i'm gonna go i'm gonna take off you know i'm gonna be like a star i'm just gonna forget everyone but jokes aside i think looking at my life in 10 years obviously um i, I want to progress in my career you know i want to become better at it i want to properly own a, own a house and have a dog and possibly the next 10 years i guess even even start to have kids you know i'm thinking about the more i guess in a way the like traditional family life in a sense but i don't i don't want it to be 100 traditional because that would be be boring but that's why i imagine my future i'd like to be an author at some point i've always loved reading books and i'd love to write my own book one day that's sort of a dream of mine so that's where i'd love to be in it's not ten years cracked up to be daniel let me tell you that <laughs> <laughs> writing the book that is not your life well we could we could argue both really but... <laughs> okay so that is very much a it's a very close to home it's it's a very family sort of focused and then yeah. achieving some personal goals yeah definitely it's about achieving personal goals because i'm using the time i have while i'm young to just get everything i want done to done so i do a lot of travel so i try to do as much traveling as i can go to lots of gigs and events and stuff like that. you know and in 10 years time when i'm in my mid to later 30s that's when i'll probably want to slow down a little bit and just have that life that life where it's just a bit more quiet i'll still want to do those things i still have dreams and aspirations i'm just going to sink into this other world yeah but i think i think for me my one of my things was always i'm going to have my 20 and my early 30s to sort of enjoy myself do all the things that i want to do while i while i'm young and fit and health and healthy and then in 10 years time that's when i'll settle down more into this family life that i see a lot of people that i went to school with settling into now which you know no problem no insult to them or anything like that about about that sort of life it works for some people it just isn't what i see for see for mine going forward yeah yeah i think that's i think that's very very good. Can I answer that question? Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Go on. Just because I was thinking, literally, as Daniel was speaking, I was just playing the future Matt Dyer in my head. Um, so is it 10 years' time? Yeah, so 10 years' time. Uh, this this time is going to be the other way around. So you're sat at a cafe, um, your bacon sarnies in front of you, and me and Daniel appear, um, appear around the corner into your eye line. And come over and sit with you. 
How is yeah. your life going to be? So, uh, oh, sorry. So I just wanted to say before we get on, this is an alternative universe, basically, where I've usurped you, Matt, and now it's the the Sam and Dan podcast, oh, and it's like it a... like takes off. It absolutely, oh. it absolutely slaps. Like get, people get him out of the chat immediately. So how <laughs> dare he? <laughs> I don't know, I'm still in the podcast, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to start that, so you're, you're, uh, Josh, uh, so Josh is my brother, Daniel. Uh, Josh will be 25 in 10 years' time. How does that make you feel, Sogoro? Incredibly old. Yeah. Painfully um, old. <laughs> um, One foot going towards the grave old. Yeah, pretty much. I... Honestly, within 10 years, I would like to have a wife and at least one child, preferably of the male sex, so I can call him Lando. Um, What's his full name? Full name, please. Lando Lewis Ayrton Jensen Dyer. Okay, let's move on from that. Um, I would like to be... No, actually, as, as we're... We're in the future now. I wouldn't like. I am a station manager for a major London station. Okay. Um, Sam Antics podcast is on the international scale. I'm talking shag married annoyed status. Well, touring status is what you're touring, getting. Touring, touring status. Okay. Um, I would like. I'm not necessarily 100% sure that I would own a house at that point but I would very much like to be in a property that I have spent money on and have exclusivity over yeah I want a gaming room for my sim rig set up <laughs> um, your I wife is very a, patient I feel I want a concert grand piano um, but above all I will still have the same friends that I have now, and we will still periodically meet up for our curry nights. And I think, above all, I'm just looking forward to being... I, will the mental health issues ever really leave me? I don't know. But I want to be in a position where I'm happy. And as long as I'm happy, I don't really care what else is happening in my life. Okay, that's very powerful. Oof, I'm welling up. Oh, I'm welling up. No, I'm <laughs> I think that's it's a very good way of looking at things and very good way of wanting ending the section. Ending the section, definitely. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you're going to end the segment. Daniel's just spent the last just, yeah half an hour <laughs> spilling his heart out to us, and you're. Just and that's how you're going to end the section. So well, in te technical sense, we're ending the section with you, Matt, spilling yeah. your heart out about your future. Despite yeah, the fact the section's true. about me, that's you're like, awesome, what is Matt Dyer's future like? <laughs> you know, we, we start this off by talking to Daniel about his life, but don't worry, we'll finish off with the more interesting stuff. Hey, what does Matt Dyer want I, his life to be like in the, the future? Sign, the sign above you says the sound on the antics podcast, so <laughs> just remember that. <laughs> So, Grover, do you do you have anything you want to add before you finish this section, uh, Daniel? I th I thank you. To be honest, um, from what you've said, a lot. I, I know I've said it a couple times already throughout the segment, but a lot of what you've said 
has made me think about the way that I am. And I'm sure it's the same for Matt. I think it's it, it's always good to have, obviously, someone else's perspective, which is the whole point of this. But actually hearing it, some of the things you said hit very close to home for me. And it's going to be interesting. And I, I really hope that in 10 years' time, we do meet over and and see each other in a, in a coffee place and your like life coffee. is like that yeah but they also have breakfast and your partner might like coffee so yeah that's very true and i hope i look forward to seeing lando lewis Wyatt and jensen dyer yeah running around It's now time to cross the Bridge of Banter to visit our friend Sam Cropper in our section, Storytime with Sam. Now gather around, everyone. I've got a story from Reddit for you. Are you ready for this? Oh, but I, this yeah. is going to piss you off and I can't wait. Oh, for God's sake. All right. He's going to be rubbing his hands together. If, if, it's, if it's... That's not my hand. Apologize. <laughs> Oh, that was horrific. Be ashamed of yourself. Filthy. Um, yeah. Can I just apologise to the audience in advance if I start going on a massive anger management, you know, tangent. But here we go. Segraba with apparently something that's going to really piss me off. Uh-huh. Here we go. Am I the arsehole for implying that my boyfriend is cheap because of the Valentine's Day gift he got me? Initial thoughts? Just get in the bin. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always dubious because it's like, oh, my boyfriend got me this really heartfelt thing, but it didn't cost cost several thousands of pounds. So what was even the fucking point? Okay, so Cora, does it? Can you? Can oh, you haven't actually read the story, so you read no. the story. <laughs> I read the story first. Yeah, read the story first. Okay. I'm a 31-year-old female. <laughs> there we go! <laughs> oh my god. I'm a 31-year-old female. And I've been with my boyfriend, a 37 male, who is a single dad with two boys, for two years now. He has a decent job, with a decent income, and is into woodworking as a hobby. Very masculine. Wow. Wow. For Valentine's I mean, Day's birthdays. Oh, sorry. Go on. I mean, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm getting hot flushes already. I'm like fanning myself <laughs> here. You know. <laughs> I'm picturing a topless man covered in sweat around some wood. Yeah, like a lumberjack. Like, what, yeah, and you're all the, the person in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You, you would not want to see me topless. It's not really... Uh, <laughs> Should we move on? <laughs> For Valentine's Days, birthdays, and every other celebration, he'd gift me mostly jewellery, and I'd get him his favourite gadgets or sports gear. For this Valentine's Day, I got him sneakers. I found so out today... American. It is American, yes. For this Valentine's Day, I got him sneakers. I found out today that his gift for me 
was a wooden framed photo of him, me and the kids. I got to say, I wasn't thrilled with it. When I told my boyfriend my honest opinion, I didn't want to open my mouth, but he pushed me. He said he couldn't believe this was my reaction. But I pointed out that he's got money for a $200 necklace at least. So I could wear it at the engagement party. Sorry, can I interrupt you, Sephora? Who you the can. fucking hell does she think she is? Jesus Christ! Can you just clarify, does it say whether this guy actually, because he does all the woodwork and stuff, did he make this? Uh, I'm assuming he I did. I think he did, yeah. I'm assuming he yeah. did. I, I'm, I can't give away oh, too much more of the story at this point, but yeah. Oh, just, just, all right, carry on. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> okay. He, uh, I pointed out that he has the money for a $200 necklace at least, so I could wear it at the engagement party. Get in the bin. But he said I was out of line to imply he was being cheap yeah. when all he was doing was to make me a special gift. Here we go. Fantastic. And also had the kids' help with it. They put so much thought and effort into it because they see him as a family. And I should be appreciative of that. I said I was. That doesn't but... sound like it, love. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. I said I was, but still thought he could have added a necklace as a great combo. But he even got more mad, saying he couldn't understand why I'd value a necklace as much or even over the special gift that he and the kids made for me. Yep. We went back and forth on this, and breakfast got ruined. Sorry to hear that. He went upstairs and refused to speak with me. Good. I feel like he blew this out of proportion since he asked for my opinion, so I don't know if he has the right to be upset with me now. Oh, so, what? Reddit, am I the arsehole? You don't even need my... I can feel like in this situation, I mean, who do you think you are really is the big question. Like, they've made you a lovely sentimental gift that is far better than any £200 necklace would ever get you because, you know, it shows they actually care, care about what you, who you are, who you are to their family unit and their interests. You know, a sentimental gift often has way more value than that. So yeah. I, if I was to give that guy one advice, I'd say literally just slam dunk her out your house. Like, you know, go full wrestling mode. Just throw her out. You know, I don't care if you want to, like, do, like, some T-bone thing and just slam her against the floor. She deserves it. You know, <laughs> I'll I'll come over there and I'll, like, get, I'll pay for his legal defense if he gets in trouble, like... Well, this is know. America, so you're going to be spending thousands upon thousands. Oh, like, I, I, it's worth it for this situation. I want to just see that man <laughs> kick a woman out of his house like an American football, like, probably just give her a boot. Like, clearly find someone better who appreciates your gifts. Jesus Christ. I mean, narcissist alert. Okay. And, well, my my <laughs> answer is slightly less aggressive. Um, I I just I refer to what I said at the beginning, like who the fuck does she think she is? Like, just 
Ah, oh, Sagari, you were right. This does piss me off. What is wrong but with like, people? It's another. It's another level of just. I don't get it. Like, he got the kids to help him. The kids, and they have actually said like, "You're part of the family." And she was like, "Yeah, I get that. It's nice, but I want my necklace." So. I've got. I, I'm going to refrain from saying anything else because I'm about to call her a. No, not on the podcast. Yep. Yeah. Go temper yourself, Matt. Honestly. God. People? It's all right to I, talk about. If, I, ever, about if, I, if I ever meet this woman, I will punch her in the face. No, I'm <laughs> I will pick her up and throw her in the dustbin and uh, get the dustbin then to take her. I like the Americanized that as well. The garbage man. <laughs> yeah, I What's your agree view, with both your points. I completely agree with both your points. Um, I think that OP needs to get rid of her um, and find someone that actually does appreciate the effort that him and his children will go to. Could you clarify? Sorry, carry on. Because ultimately, how can you be happy? when your partner isn't appreciating you like that. Yeah. Which is clarifying. Well, no, just before I go on to that, uh, it's the type of thing where he will propose to this woman Mm. and he would have spent, like, I'm thinking four grand, like, life savings on it. And she's going to say, Where the fucking hell's the diamonds? (laughs) It's It's the kind of thing where the guy could have literally, like, Forged the ring in in a volcano, like the one ring. Found the best diamond possible yeah. and made the ring. And she'd be like, "What? You didn't get it from a top ju- top jeweler? You made it." It didn't have more than a hundred carrots in it. What do you mean? There's only one rock. I wanted five. <laughs> what I was going to say is, I'd be very, um, very interested to hear what the comments said on that. Were they of the same opinion of? Daniel and I, or um, yeah, I mean, very much so. There's a couple of um, good ones, like for example, how many necks do you have? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of the a lot of them are saying, you know, it's a red flag. It's a huge red flag, and um, she's also being called a hydra in the comments a lot. It's a mythical beast which has one body and multiple heads, and if you cut off one of the heads, another one grows. Like, um... Don't say Fluffy. No, it's not the same Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> not Fluffy. What's the, what's the old uh, Medusa? That's the one. I mean, that's a bit of a different thing. That's like the woman with yeah. snakes for hair. Still on the same good vein, though. I mean, oh, you could call her a reducer if you wanted. Like, but I think the yeah, Hydra thing is more. a reference to her being a multiple-headed snake, almost. I guess. Whoa, yeah. Fluffy! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sakura. Great yeah, story. Mate. I'm really glad you told me that after the day I've had. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, Really helps put things into perspective, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. So, moral of the story is, if you have not a lot of money, for example, and 
you want to get your girlfriend a gift. Don't do anything thoughtful. Bankrupt yourself. Good night. <laughs> and that is what we've got time for this week. What the fuck? In rage. How, how can we end it? What's smashed? Me. Eh? You don't drink. How can you be smashed? Uh, yes. <laughs> I was trying to do it for dramatic effect, but it didn't work. It literally sounded like you threw a triangle on the floor. It sounds like you, like you like fell out of your ch- chair and threw a window. Well, actually, the me banging on the desk actually um, threw my gold, 23-carat gold-plated <laughs> Pikachu on the floor. So there we go. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on to the Oh, podcast. yeah, I forgot, I forgot <laughs> we were doing that. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Um, have you got any last words? Yeah, I just want to say thank you very much for having me on. It's been great. It's been great being on the internationally acclaimed Sam and Matt Antics podcast. You know, soon to be Matt. the Sam and Dan Antics podcast. Hey. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've said it now, Matt. The fans, the fans oh, will decide. Uh, if the fans decide, I will be back. To you. Don't you okay. worry. You take you take the Sam and Matt Antics podcast, and I will have the Matt Dyer podcast, and we'll see who gets more listens. Okay. Cool. Fine that is a me. threat. In the meantime, <laughs> if you would like to get more Sam Antics content, Matt Dyer, after you finish dying, please tell us how they can find out. You can visit our Instagram page, which is at Sam Antics. Go to our TikTok page, which is at Sam Antics. Go to our Facebook page, which is the Sam Antics podcast. And you can also send us an email, which is samanticspodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, Daniel, yes, thank you so much for coming on. Um, really appreciative. Please do come back at some point. Um, and, you know, just stay safe out there. Keep it frosty. <laughs> and all that is left to say is we'll chat to you next week. That's that fish. Did you hear that?